Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Sick. The following is a reenactment of a previous podcast because our sound quality sucks. Butts up, everyone. Dun dun. <laughs> butts up, everybody. What's going on? What's the four one one? How is everyone's butthole? <laughs> How is everyone's butthole? That's the next question. We got so many comments back on the "Are you fold or are you a scrunch or with your toilet paper?" It was bananas. People just want to talk about their butthole, so we're interested. How are your buttholes? Yeah, tell us everything i'm so excited because i was telling someone about our podcast Mm -hmm. and they're really nice really sweet really wholesome but they're a little bit more on the reserve side so just the fact that they're gonna listen to this first episode of our podcast is gonna be the first thing and it's me being like how's your butthole (laughs) that's gonna be the first episode that they listen to is the next one okay that's that's a lot of pressure well hi maggie Oh, and Maggie. Yeah. Cute. Hi, Maggie. She's so pretty. She's pretty. She's a damn angel. She's adorable. She works with horses. Of course she does. Uh, you're right? <laughs> of course she does. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, she's great. I love her. Anyway, let's um, do another relationship update. Another one. It's, nobody's heard this before except for us. Uh, so, yeah. We to, can make shit up. We, yeah, we can. Just do it. Just say whatever you want to say. Like, And I won't be like, that's not what you said last time when we were recording this the first time. <laughs> Fine. I'll say it. I'm not afraid. The Beatles are overrated. <gasps> but also... You had an anniversary. Oh. My bad. I thought we were doing hot takes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no. There's so many hot takes. <laughs> I start. I don't know where I picked that up from, but every time someone has, a, like, an unpopular opinion, I just look at them and I'm like, hot take, tell me more. <laughs> I love it. And then, it, like, it's getting really, really annoying because then I'm just becoming, like, the gay friend who's like, hot take, tell me more. <laughs> and then people always want to tell me more. And I'm like, oh, I love unpopular opinions. <laughs> Um, well, because it's so, like, um, like needling and just, like, makes you want to explain yourself. You're like, oh, hot take. Like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Why don't you explain yourself? And then you're immediately, like, slightly defensive about it. So you're like, no, here's the thing. Here's, no, okay, I, you don't understand. The Beatles were amazing. <laughs> and it's, and it is great because the people who have unpopular opinions, it's never just blase. It's very much, like, a strong opinion that they are opposed to to this popular thing yes and so they're like this is my platform finally someone is giving me the chance <laughs> to explain why the godfathers is a boring the godfather is a boring movie <laughs> i've never seen it boom i'm so bad boom. at this um but no for real <laughs> for real though you celebrated an anniversary challenge i did my second one that's cute it was a lot of fun hmm. um we went to go eat which was amazing i love eating my favorite pastime my favorite hobby, my favorite sport. <laughs> and if you've seen me eat, you can understand there's three different ways that I can eat and I can fulfill all those categories. Yes. <laughs> it's great. And then we're going to go see Olivia Newton-John in concert, which was the weirdest experience of my whole life. Because at the Grand Sierra, Paige's favorite hotel casino. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess they weren't selling enough tickets. So to all their members, they were like, here's two free comps to go see Olivia Newton-John. Oh, poor Olivia Newton-John. Poor Olivia. After, the, after having seen her, I was like, 
people are, are slept on Olivia Newton-John, and I'm sorry because I was one of those people. But I tell each I was talking to my boyfriend, and I was like, "Do you want to go to this concert?" And he was like, "Yeah." She was on an episode of RuPaul, Glee. and she did oh. Xanadu. Let's go. And I've never seen Xanadu in my whole life. I haven't either. Mm, we're bad. Yeah. We're bad. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, whatever. It's a hey. sit-down concert. I don't have to stand up. I like sit-down concerts more than I like stand-up concerts. I love sit-down concerts. God, we're such fucking I'm, old people. Yeah, I'm, I'm 300 years old. I'm just like, is there a seat for me? <laughs> and do you have um, some some of those, you know, noise-canceling <laughs> That's how I really like to enjoy it, at a very low volume. <laughs> I like my concerts really soft, but I like my music in my car to be extra loud, please. Thank you. Yes, I will legitimately, like, you don't notice because you you have control over the volume, so you're listening to music, and then you're like, oh, bitch, this is my song. You turn it up a little bit, and then you leave it for the next song, and before you know it, you're getting back in your car the next morning, turning on, and it blasts you out of the fucking car. It's <laughs> <laughs> happened to me so many times. It's not even funny, where I'm just like coming home tearing through the parking garage like indiana jones like i always do <laughs> and just like pulling into my spot and like blasting that song and being like yeah fuck yeah all right let's get into the apartment and i leave and i get back in and i'm tired it's the morning i haven't had coffee yet i'm just like oh i just have to run these errands this is so not okay and i turn on my my car and i have satellite radio so it takes a second to like turn on and then all of a sudden just like blast it and it's I'm always a like, Daughtry song <laughs> oh so on top of it being loud you're like kill me <laughs> on top of it being loud I also took out a gun and shot my serious XM <laughs> there's an article about how Daughtry is worse than Metallica not Metallica mm-hmm. what's that band that no one likes Coldplay no oh, fuck. these are all bands I hate uh, Nickelback. Nickelback. How Daughtry, the other Coldplay. How, how Daughtry is this generation's Nickelback. Yes. But worse. Yes. Look at this photograph. <laughs> I love it. It's so terrible. Um, I don't think I can name you a solid song by any one of those four people. That's totally fair. I don't know that I could either. So if someone played it, I'd be like, oh, what the fuck is this? And someone's like, oh, it's Coldplay. And I'm like, oh, right. That's why I don't like, like it. Oh, right. But I wouldn't be able to, like, Hell is it terrible that like I know that the the big Coldplay song was called Clocks, but I don't know I don't remember how it went. Like I can't hear it in my head. I think I know Clocks because someone covered it, and I don't know why <laughs> I'm such a cover slut, but I love people doing covers. I'm a total cover slut, and I know covers more than I know, or I know them better than I know the Your actual actuals? Like, original. Yeah. Yes, I have that with. I'm from um, like the generation, like bro. Like, I just <laughs> go off on covers. I do the same thing. I was um at. A bar with our friend Stacy, who is previous podcast um, person. I forgot that she was on here until I was looking through, and I was like, "Stacy was on here." Stacy, because we had to like force and like force feed her answers. We're like, "What do you think, Stacy?" Um, cute. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking about pet pigs yet? I love hot dogs. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted your story. <laughs> no, so um, this is what I was out with Stacy, and um, and whatever you like came on. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this sounds so weird because I'm so used to that, like, Anna Martina version where she, like, yeah. sings it all, like, sexy and, like, slow and stuff. Yeah. And and Stacy's like, I don't think I've heard that one. 
like, it's great. It's super great. And I, like, totally put it on her wall, on her Facebook wall. <laughs> like, later that night, I was like, this one. This one. Listen to this one. And my um, my buddy Gus and I have a shared Spotify playlist where we talk about our cover band that we'll never form because we're not musically inclined. But if we are, those were the covers that we would be performing. Yes. And that's, yes. And that's on there. <laughs> I have a playlist dedicated to me and my fictional mind where I'm a really good singer. Yeah. And it's my entire concert lineup. <laughs> like, I'm going to start it off with Operator, as performed by the Yale Whiff and Poops, which is a song about God and Jesus. But it's all acapella, so I would get my crew out there, we'd start that song, and then boom, we go right into Nothing But a Good Time. Yeah. And then boom, heavy rock influences. And then it's just like, these are fast songs, these are the sad songs, <laughs> these are like the Spanish songs I'm going to sing. Yeah. And it's really great. I need to share it with you. <laughs> and then I have my final song, and then I have my two encore songs, and then I end on Ultralight Beat by Kanye West. <laughs> these are not the songs I'm singing, but this yes. is the mood that I'm trying to go for. I love I it. I put a lot of thought into it. <laughs> <laughs> I put way too much thought. So I, I did have like, my Pandora back in the day was cultivated because it was such a little bitch yeah like pandora was so like oh yeah totally we know that you love that song for manny so in two weeks that's gonna turn into pantera (laughs) (laughs) so you had to watch it it was like a tamagotchi or something like you had to be so specific about you had to tell them that i don't like this song yeah you're like i don't like this song i still don't like this song you had to be so stupid specific with it and then it's wild because then it takes like you're like, okay, maybe I don't, I'd like it, but I don't like it for this type of station. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes it'll just, it'll play it again on that station despite you saying no, yep. but it won't bring it up in a station that it's appropriate for because yeah. you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it made me so angry. So I fought with it for years until I had a beautiful playlist of things that I liked, things that like, like stuff that was like hot and I wanted to have sex to, stuff that I was like the warm up to having sex to, like romantic. If I wanted to cry in the rain, there was a freaking sound. If the whole thing, I was so, so on it. And then I logged on one day and it was gone. Years, years of work, gone. There was one playlist that had two jazz songs on it and everything was gone. And I emailed Pandora and I said, this is horse shit. Where's my shit? Can you retrieve it at all? Like, what do I have to do? What's going on with this? And they never wrote me back. Bitches. This, this podcast not brought to you by Pandora. Not brought to you by Pandora. And neither is the music that we listen to because obviously they're terrible. <laughs> but I was so desperately upset. It made me really, 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 really angry. And so when Spotify came out, I was like, I don't know about you. (laughs) I'm not going to get emotionally attached. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to get emotionally attached to stuff that is just going to go away. Like, fuck you. No. And one of my friends is just like, like, this is why you should just own all of your music. And I'm like, listen, I don't have time. I don't have time to be buying all this shit. If I, like... It would be so... And it would end up costing me so much money. And they're streaming services. Like, they should be streaming. But anyways, um, I went off on a tangent. <laughs> no, I loved it. And I was here for it. I was with you on every step of this ride. That was me with eight tracks. Did you ever have eight tracks? Eight tracks was awesome until it wasn't. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. I feel yeah. that. Yeah. One of my close friends uh, who lives in Canada, so we're not that close. We're staying close <laughs> friends because she gets me and my style, my aesthetic. But like, we've never met in my whole life. 
but she would write all these like fan fictions for like certain horror elements that I was a part of, and I was super excited. And every time she wrote it, it was paired with a beautiful eight tracks playlist. Oh, and so she's cute. like, you play at this point, and then as you read, it'll feed through, and you'll just get this music as you're reading through. And I was like, oh my god she's gorgeous angel i love her i want to be her she's a giant fucking nerd she's super beautiful is super kitschy about certain things like her house is gorgeous and she wants to be a lawyer like she's currently studying no she's law she's already studying law oh live your best life girl she's in ontario i don't know anything about canada she's on (laughs) she's ontario she's right on top of new york She's right on top of me. Whatever Canada's Alberta. I don't know. I'm just naming things. I'm just I saying, know, Alberta, I'm just saying Quebec, words. I'm like, uh, whatever. French Canada. Yeah. I don't know. Montreal. Montreal. I live across the street from Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, that's... She's amazing. Yeah. I officially love her. Shout out to you too, bitch. What's up? Yeah. What's her name? Lissy. Lissy. I never know if I'm saying right because her name is Melissa, but she don't call her Melissa, but she's L-I-S-S-Y. And I've always had a hard time. Lissy? Yeah. I've always had a hard time with that name because Stephen King wrote a book called Lissy's Story, which is L-I-S-E-Y. And if it's not Lizzie, Mm. I can't say it. So I can't say Lissy and I can't say Lissy. And I don't even know that's how it's pronounced. L dog, you got so it. I'm so sorry, L dog. You you fucking rock this bitch. <laughs> You're beautiful. List. We love you. All right, let's talk about, let's talk about Sex in the City. So, oh, by the way, my anniversary was great. I love Challenge very much. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> God, so, it took us 17 minutes to say that. We're yeah, it's good. That's why we're yeah. skipping me. <laughs> So we are recapping episode, or sorry, season three, episode eight, The Big Time. A synopsis is Charlotte strives to be re-virginized if she doesn't have sex for a while. Samantha is overflowing with joy, and Big pays an ill-timed visit to Carrie. I just made it because I looked at my notes, and you said season three, and I have literally written season two for everything this season. And I was like... Paige, I don't have notes. Paige, I don't have notes. Paige, I, I'm a season behind. I don't have notes for this. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Where are you? Like, watch me. Aww. I think I could do it. I think I could give you a whole podcast with me not having seen this episode. Yes. You just feed in certain things. I could be like, just carry fuck it up. Okay, cool. Is Charlotte over the top? <laughs> no. Was Miranda right, but also a bitch about it? Cool. <laughs> and Continue. also, they almost got off the island, but then Gilligan fucked it up. <laughs> Does Sex and City ever have any crossover episodes? No. With anything? No. No. Not Scooby-Doo, not anything. Stop. I'm so excited for that crossover. I haven't seen Supernatural since season three, but I'm excited for that crossover. I've never seen an episode of Supernatural, but I will see it on Tumblr when it comes out. <laughs> I will view the gifts. I will Better view believe the it. gifts. All right. So let's, um, let's start with Samantha. Yes. Hold on. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I am being held. Um, yes. So, what did we start with? I don't know who we started with. I just remember Charlotte. this being a hot fire. Oh, do we? We started with Charlotte. So, let's start with Charlotte. Real so, quick. Yes. So, we have to redo this episode, which is tragic because the original yes. episode we had recorded was gorgeous. Amazing. Gorgeous. It was one of my favorite episodes. Paige letter later on ask me a question like if you were to recommend our show what episodes would we do and that was the first one that came to mind it's like but we can't do that one yep and you know what my our other lost episode is also a favorite yeah it was also good <sighs> yeah yeah so this is why we are stepping up our pussy game because <laughs> i got that from you 
<laughs> but no, this is why we're stepping our game up. We have a brand new mic. Um, this podcast not brought to you by by Blue at all, but we bought a Yeti. Uh, we should have two of them theoretically, but we are listen. You know, give us a budget, and, and <laughs> yeah, we're poor. Support our Patreon. <laughs> but just give me cash just, money. Yeah, I'm give not me opposed to it. Venmo me, cause yeah, cause we love we love doing this, but it does legitimately cost us money. I'm gonna so. tell the guy who offered to be my sugar daddy just to buy us another microphone. Sweet, and I'm like a dick pic or something. Cool. We're gonna go over that later. Your sugar daddy. Uh, dude. And now oh, everything no. got, everything got lost. So anyways, Charlotte. Anyways, yeah, let's start with Charlotte. So Charlotte, um It's an accessory. God. Charlotte's always an accessory. So she is dating Trey now. Super prude. I guess they've been seeing each other for two weeks now and isn't having sex with him. Which of course it's she fine. isn't. Whatever. It's two weeks. Oh um, nothing. And, but they're totally serious about each other for never having sex in like two weeks yeah like ugh I don't I don't like it they tell their meet cute story a million times it's not that cute I hate it I'm gonna try to finish each other's sentences with it I'm like shut the fuck up it's twice as long to be both trying to chime in shut up it's not interesting at all and it's all like insignificant dumb details like he told them to turn the meter off who cares because Kyle was gonna run Charlotte over with this taxi and he was like I don't want to pay for this but I want to make sure she's fine could you turn the meter off please (laughs) which on our previous episode I think led us into a conversation about like recoupling all of them to, to talk about how it would move out so future episode is going to happen with that yes once we have it more planned out <laughs> yes um but yeah so she and then trey gives her a cartier watch which i said i'm like who would give somebody something like that you haven't even you haven't even seen her pussy you haven't you've even not you have down. yeah giving cartier to someone who you don't even know if you can hit yeah no yeah, I don't get it. Like, I wouldn't... I mean, granted, he is crazy, crazy rich. But still, that's so... I don't understand that. What if she's awful? I she's never, uptight. She could absolutely be awful. I never want to be that rich that I'm just buying gifts for people. So I'm like, they can't even be of value to me. Or is that better? <laughs> I don't or know. is that better? Did I, I just, did I just let everyone know that I'm a fucking dickbag? <laughs> You know what's really sad is that, like, I think about stuff like that, like, what I would buy for people if I was rich. Yeah. But it's all stuff that they need. Like, I wouldn't buy anyone a Cartier watch, but I would buy friends that need it a new washer and dryer. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, they yes. like because they complain about it so much and it affects so much of their day-to-day life. Whereas if I bought them a Cartier watch, they would probably just sell it for a new washer and dryer. I think what I said... Ties into what you had to say very well. I yeah. Because I wouldn't just buy a two-week girlfriend a cardio watch. And my right. friend, they have already provided me with services, but like their friendship Fair. Which is very yeah. hard. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I buy them a watch strike and a cardio watch. Yeah, we're the same. <laughs> Pretty much. We just agreed. <laughs> so and I was able to dig myself out of that whole hell of good job. Good, good job. I'm Go not team. a dig back. <laughs> Thank you, Paige, for setting me up for that platform. You are welcome. Um, So then after two weeks, as he is dropping her off, he tells her, I love you. And she gives him a, or not a blowjob, a handjob. Which we had a a heated discussion about handjobs. If you love someone, don't give him a handjob. Like, that's it. You don't have to have this conversation again. Just just 
And it's a garbage. No, because hot take. <laughs> Ooh, hot take. Tell me more. <laughs> it is. It's like, insi- like you right? seriously, you, you get like a little mm in your heart when somebody's like, hot take, tell me more. You're like, listen. Yeah. And it's not even like trying to make fun of anyone. I'm not just like, tell me about your dumb opinion. It's like, Ooh, that's different. Tell me more. I'm actually genuinely interested. I want to know why you don't think this it's, thing is good. It's the good kind of trigger, but it's triggering. <laughs> It's a good kind of trigger. Yeah. I don't think that hand jobs are like that bad. I don't know. Do you have a penis? Fair enough. Boom. Don't speak on behalf of us. Okay. Well, next Feminism. time ovaries are involved, you gonna get that back. Uh listen, <laughs> I will do my best to stay out of that conversation, but I have to let everyone else know in the room that I am a feminist. And that I'm here for women's rights and that we should stay out of their rights. But I'm going to speak over women as I'm doing it because I have to let them know that I'm <laughs> on their side. And I'm not like these other people who are not like going to let them use their voices. I'm going to use my voice to make sure that they know that their voices are worthwhile while not letting them speak. Okay. You know what you should do? What? This week. So that we, we know what everyone's opinions are. It's not about butts, but we you, <laughs> should, you should absolutely be like, everyone's hot take are handjobs garbage. <gasps> and see what they say. Here's the thing. <laughs> Ooh, hot take. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> I am not opposed to posting any of this, but I just feel bad for some of the people who are just like, I met you one time and I friended you on Facebook. And now I'm just getting so much of all of this. Okay, so here's the thing. My friend's, my boyfriend's mom. So let me ask you a question. Are you telling me that you don't have filtered audiences on your facebook i did before and then i was like you know what is annoying this <laughs> i'm just gonna throw it out there i don't want to change my settings if you don't like it you don't have to respond to it okay but i have secondhand heard things that people were like oh yeah my insert so-and-so relationship read this and then we were like uh don't like it and i was like uh delete me but they're not going to i just solved my own problems you're right mm-hmm. you're such a good therapist i love how much you listen <laughs> I just like watching you just take care of business without me having to do anything. I just ask like one solid question like, here's the thing. Did you try this? And then suddenly you're like, yep, fuck everybody. I'm really good at that. And it upsets people because just like me speaking over women about women's issues. I speak over everybody when it comes to me and my self-help. Where I was like, help, I'm asking you for help. And then people try to, like, help me. And then I was like, no, but what about this? What about this? What about this? You know what? This one doesn't actually matter. You are so (laughs) right. Thank you so much. And then I just solve my own problems and leave. And people are like, I didn't even finish my sentence. (laughs) Or I'll do that when I'm asking someone. I was like, what's that word? Who's that actor? Who does this one thing? I know who it is. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're so right. That's who it is. And then I'll leave. And I'll point at people and I'm like, thank you. Whereas I'm over here like Coldplay? (laughs) Genesis? I don't know. (laughs) I usually like Genesis. Tony Orlando? (laughs) Hot take. No. No. So that's so that's Charlotte. She's garbage. Um, and Does anything else happen? No, that's all. That's she's, it? she's boring. Yeah, that's it. What like that's why we started her with her. Oh, it's because of the hand job conversation. Yes, because you don't want to have that conversation again. So we're not. So we're just gonna ask the audience. Hey, over it. <laughs> we're gonna pull the audience later on this week. Um, I just I just like asking people questions. Every time I ask questions on Facebook, people are so excited to share their opinions. Yeah. I don't know if this was a thing. I think that it's in, it, I think that it is mostly a butt thing. Nobody gets to talk about their butts. But also, yeah, people. Like, how come you guys don't ever show up when I post a cute selfie? Right. <laughs> you guys will talk about your fucking buttholes nonstop. <laughs> comments, but when I'm trying to post a cute picture, it's like six likes and a half. Yeah. No, I do the same thing where sometimes I'll like post something on Instagram 
And then I'll be like, this is good, though. This is quality. This should also be on Facebook. And so then I'll post it on Facebook, like, two hours later. And then I'll just, like, pit them against each other. Like, (laughs) you know, like, I'll just be like, okay, who likes my face more? Random strangers on Instagram or my My actual friends on Facebook? Who's it going to be? The strangers. The strangers do. They almost always win. And it's super sad. I posted the human centipede question. Yeah. So I uh, I was listening to a film podcast, mm-hmm. and that was one of their debate questions. Like, if you were stuck in a human centipede, who would you want? Mm-hmm. And I didn't think I would have to attribute credit to it, which from now on I should. But I was like, I was very curious. I was like, oh, what do my friends have to say about this? Mm-hmm. So then I asked the question, and I asked it on Facebook, and people were excited to answer. And I asked it on Inst- or on Twitter, mm-hmm. and then the director of the Human Centipede retweeted it. Shut up. Yeah, so I just have a bunch of like these weird people who follow the director of the Human Centipede follow me and answering these questions. And then some people were like, Brad, no, I'm not eating anybody's shit. And other people were super excited to answer it. That's so funny. Yeah. Like, I'm so sorry. Well, it was because the director retweeted me that I was like, oh, shit, I need to give credit because right. I don't want them to think that I'm stealing their things and then yes. like profiting from it. Yeah. And I totally feel that as an artist, I've had my stuff stolen. I've had my writing stolen and used on websites, things like that. So I always, if I see something and I want to like talk about it or start a dialogue or whatever, I will always reblog it from the source or link it to the source or do something like that just because those people like should deserve that credit. Yes. Um, But there is... It's 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 a hard thing with the internet to know who was the original source. Like I could be sourcing the wrong person. I don't know. It's, so... it's really difficult. So I usually end up saying, "I saw this on blank. What do you guys think?" I like that. And so that way, it's like this is not my original thought, but here you go. Because I totally so one of my friends <laughs> um, posted something, and it was just a random question. Like it was one of those little like you know icebreakery type questions <laughs> and um and i literally it took everything in me like i had to shut down my computer i had to walk away because it took everything in me not to comment on it yeah i read that article that post secret linked to as well goof <clears throat> everybody saw that article everyone follows post secret you're playing it off like you just thought of it Knock Are you out of me right now? I'm so... No, it wasn't you. I was so mad, though, because I was just like... You're so... That's so easy to get caught. And yeah. You're, but, and she was trying to play it off, like, I just thought of this, you guys. It's fucking annoying. And then, like, you cut and pasted. That's annoying and disrespectful to yeah. the original creditor. Like, mm-hmm. ah, someone thought about that. Someone yeah. wasted... Well, not someone wasted, but someone spent a lot of the time trying to figure out proper phrasing, proper mm-hmm. this. And if it was included in an article... Yeah. It... And it was about, like, icebreaker questions, and it was a really good article. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I was like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. That would be kind of cool. I like it. I have a video to send you, remind me, and it's, um, I might have sent it to you. It was a why Miranda was the best character on Sex in the City, or something similar to that, or, like, why Miranda would be the one you should aspire to. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, fuck, I need this. And I was going to share it on our platforms, and I was like, it's a lot of work. I'm going to send it to Paige, and the page will share it. That's fair. Because page one would like it, too. Yes. Is I'm, much better at all those things. I just randomly will do things, like, on ours, as I was like, that's funny, and then send it. Here you go, guys. <laughs> I love it, because I'm scrolling through, like, my feeds, and I'm like, I couldn't help a podcast posted this. And I was like, we did? Oh, my God, this is great content. I'm glad we posted this. 
I'm so glad you think that because I'm always worried like the day after where I'm like, oh shit, maybe I should have like run that by JD instead of just repost. <laughs> so now we've given given everyone all of our secrets. So that's super you know awesome. what I'm an open butthole man. That's true. <laughs> You're not to rosebuds? Uh, I know I have not. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Do you want to? I don't think so. Not now, no. It's when your butthole kind of... Oh, what's the word? I don't know. It, like, starts falling out. Or, like, it's too inflamed or, like, too roughly used. So it, oh. like, stretches out. And, and then, then like, like, everything starts falling out? Prolapsed. Oh. Prolapsed. It's a, yes. It's a prolapsed asshole, but not to the extent of, like... You need medical attention, but just enough that you're like, that's ugly. It's peeking out. Oh my god, that's a rose. That's a thing. That's gross. That's so. My dog had a blown out butthole. Oh, puppy. He got into some chicken wings and ate the bones, and he had to get surgery, but he couldn't poop. But he was trying to poop so hard that his little intestine was like about to fall out. Oh, puppy. It's fucking fault. Don't eat chicken wings. I mean, yes, but also. Yeah, no, and it was. Oh, have I shown you the photo? No, because it's it recovered (laughs) easily, but it just looks like. A, it looks like puckered lips so one time I took a photo and then I just added a face around it like with eyes and hair no. and it looks like the face is blowing you a kiss and it's his butthole <laughs> you're I'm moving this away from you I'm getting moved away you're just blowing out people's buttholes and their eardrums I'm so sorry listen this is the butthole podcast it's really sad alright let's move on to Miranda prolapse podcast that's my next podcast that I'm starting oh my god that's brilliant alright let's go on to Miranda because I love her and I'm sad for her so um Steve is jumping completely outside of his character um and decided that he wants a baby they're in a restaurant and there's a baby like screaming and <laughs> I you couldn't have framed that any more beautifully i couldn't even tell that you were being subjective or objective whatever i was like yes it's terrible and um and steve i have like my my um note is steve wants a baby in the dog kind of way and he's kind of a dick about it and she has a point <laughs> My favorite line was, when did it become appropriate to bring babies to restaurants? Yeah. Because Miranda's staring at this baby while Steve's, like, <laughs> like fawning over it. Miranda's like, uh, when did it become appropriate to bring babies to restaurants? Leave this shit at home. And I was like, uh, same. Same. I just, you know what? I'm fine with kids. They don't know any better. But I get really mad at the parents for being like, oh, yeah, just scream it out. Because everybody else is just going to listen to it. That's stupid. What is your... I have a point. What is your advice for screaming kids to parents? Because I've heard the both sides like a, okay, well, obviously you don't want to tend to them and just give them whatever they want because then they're going to get spoiled. But also you don't want to just let them scream because like there's people around and that's... You take them out. You take them out with a shotgun and you... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, but no, you take them out of the restaurant. And then what? And then you like go back to the car and like toss them in the back and let them cry it out. Oh, okay. So you just remo- you let them keep crying, but you just take them out of the space where it's uh, where like it's, where other it's yeah, where it's bothering others, and you say, okay, you know, we're not allowed to go back in there until you've cleaned up your act. And if they don't, then they stay out there, and whoever you're with takes care of the rest of the kids, pays the bill, comes out, and you go home, and they never like go back into the restaurant. And I think that there's a conversation to be had with children before you go into a restaurant about what their behavior is going to be, and if they don't do that then they get punished 
Oh shit! This is why I don't have kids. The point that I was trying to make uh, was I read online. It's like how come single people are always the ones that give the best advice? Which like me and you. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm. None yeah. of us are like single. Yeah, not married. But I'm we married. give great advice. But um, the retweet of it was like coaches don't play. Fair. And I was like, shit, that shit resonates because they give great advice. Why? Because they don't do the stupid shit they could do. Yeah. Well, and I would never. So here's the thing. I would get. Um, if I wanted to go out to eat, I would pick up something and bring it home until that child was at least like five or something. And then I would be like, okay, we're going to a restaurant. These, this is your expected behavior. If you do not adhere to this, then we will just pick everything up and we will go home and you will not be able to enjoy this moment. And that's it. But that's always like, even when I was a kid, that was my like mentality yeah that was my mentality i was telling adults that when i was like seven i was like listen i know how to fucking behave in a restaurant so why does your kid have a problem (laughs) because i've been 300 years old since the day i was born (laughs) i feel it i love it um but i do i do love this episode because this is finally the episode where miranda says men are like cabs their light comes on and whoever the next one is is who they marry because it's all about timing this episode's all about timing yes and i had some great timing in the podcast that we lost but that's okay we're um, never gonna get over it. it's the one that got away it's you know what this is the second one that got away which is why we're why, stepping our why don't up. people want to stay by us where do people keep leaving <laughs> i can't so, deal with it it's so i'm sad. never gonna be able to record an episode after this because what if we lose it again no we're gonna be fine because we're stepping our game up we have a better microphone and we might have somebody helping us uh with post pretty soon here so i'm very excited about that so spoiler get ready you guys this is gonna be amazing um but i love 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 that and i've mentioned it before i will continue to mention it it is so so very much about timing with people you know i had a relationship that like the timing was simultaneously excellent and terrible because we had just each gotten out of a serious relationship and our like chemistry was on fire like the second that it happened and it was amazing it was right before or as right as we started recording this entire podcast and then it just just as easily kind of blew up and he and I have been back in touch and talking and we had a conversation about like money and just like how he deals with stuff versus how I deal with stuff and as he was talking I was looking at him and I was just like it would have never worked. Mm-hmm. It would have never worked. Your attitude about money is not the same as my attitude about money. And in my head, I was like, of course it's going to work out. It's going to be fine. Like, he wants to get into finance. So clearly he's smart about money. We have to be on the same page. But we never got to that point. Like, we never got to the point where we know what makes each other angry or like anything else. It just sort of blew up like really early on. And so just as he was talking about stuff, I was just like, shit, man. You no, we would have never worked out. So maybe it was terrible timing, and maybe it was perfect timing. Maybe that was what I needed at the time, and I needed it to blow up so that I could heal and move on. Like maybe that was just a beautiful rebound. Ooh, Ooh. that's a that's a chapter. That's the title of a chapter in your autobiography, <laughs> and it's absolutely gorgeous. It's going to be my favorite chapter. I'm already crying. I love it. Um, I took it. So Carrie starts monologuing after this, of course, and she's like, "Is it really all about the perfect timing?" Is blah 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 blah. blah. And one of the things she brings up is she's like, "As a person who's perpetually late, 
how much different would my life be if I was just 10 minutes early? Like, where would I be? What difference would it make? And that always fucks me up because it's just like to point out, I'm an existentialist. So I think about bigger world problems that aren't real. Because mm-hmm. then I'm just like, oh, okay, so if like, obviously not our relationship, but like an example, what if me and you were just 10 minutes apart on something we never met? Yeah. Imagine the things that we don't, we wouldn't have done. Yeah. Things, evolutions we wouldn't have been able to go through. Mm-hmm. Or like, me and Challen, what if I met him a week or two weeks later? And he was already talking with someone. Hmm. And then he decided he was going to try to pursue a relationship with them. And then I didn't get a relationship with them. How much, how much of a difference does that make? Hmm. Yeah. And there, and it's, there's so much about timing that uh, makes things impossible and then makes things possible. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like when we first met, like I totally didn't like you. Yeah, no, I feel you know, that. Like, it's safe to say. Yeah, like, I, I was absolutely, like, because you were trying so hard to be part of the group that we were currently in. Yeah. And who's to say that if I had met you at a time when we weren't around those people and you were just being chill, if you would have even hit my radar? Well, and that's that's absolutely fair. Um, I recently discovered that I lost a relationship with someone, a friendship relationship with mm-hmm. someone, because I was really comfortable with the people that I was hanging out with and I made a joke that the people who know me understood mm. was not who I was as a person mm-hmm. and it was just about it was an, it was me being an extreme personality kind of a joke mm-hmm. and then someone heard it and because it wasn't the appropriate time or because we they hadn't met me before and that was their first interaction with me it came out like recently that the friend that I was comfortable with like yeah my friend heard you say this joke and they very much believe this is this. And when you said it that way, they're very much like, you know what? I don't like your friend. I don't want to be. I don't want to be close with them. Mm, yeah, and that like I'm I'm very much willing to give somebody a second chance or to be because I very much like right off the bat know if somebody's being authentic to themselves or if they aren't, and that's really really closely like connected to me liking them or disliking them. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I think I sensed in the moment that you were out of your element and trying to, you know, up your game to what the element was at mm-hmm. the time and that that was inauthentic to you. And But all I saw was, like, he's just being obnoxious. Fuck that guy. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, honestly, there I could have easily, if I had not been the type of person that I am, I could have very easily been like, yeah, I don't like him and walked away and never given you a chance. Right. And that sucks. Like, that's a problem with people and humans, I think. I think more people need to be like, no, we need to see people in different environments to see how they're reacting to something. Yes. Because if somebody catches me on a bad day, I'm an absolute bitch. Uh, someone I'm catches a- me on a good day, I'm an absolute bitch. But, like, you just got to know me. <laughs> but it's it's really... I, I hate that. Like, I hate that somebody out there could hate me just because they caught me on a day where I was just fucking done. As much as this question interests me, it also is on the opposite plane of me. Because then I'm also like, okay, well, if someone doesn't like me, that, okay, we're not meant to be friends. That's fine. True, like, yes. I, I used to take it really, really personally. Well, I was like, why don't you want to be my friend? And that's something that, like, I strive for. Which is great. Like, it's interesting that you bring that fact that I was trying to, like, match the group that we were with. Because mm-hmm. I was trying to do that in whatever situation I was in. Mm-hmm. Which is why now it's weird. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, when I'm with, like, people, I have a big personality. But when I go home, I just, like... I'm calm, relaxed, I'm shut down. Mm. I don't want to do all that because that's not who I am. That's a part of what who I am. Yeah. And so people are like, that's interesting because I was always trying to do that. 
so before I would have been like, I'm doing everything I can to try to make you like me. Why don't you like me? Yeah, and I'm I'm so much a um, like similar but different in that sense. Like, if you don't like me, then I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, it's no big deal to me. But I want you to dislike me on all of my own merits. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't want anyone disliking me or distrusting me because of something that they heard yes. that's a rumor and not actually who I am. Like, if you get to know me and you hate me, sweet. Good. Because you're hating me of what I am as a person. You are... You understand... And that's fine. Like, you don't have to be my friend. I am absolutely not everyone's cup of tea. And that's what it is. And that's, and that's when it was ex- finally explained to me, I was able to take a step back and understand it. Like, you're just not someone's flavor. That doesn't mean you're a bad flavor. You're just not someone's flavor. Right. I was like... Yeah. It's oh, like, it's not that I'm an awful, garbage human being. Mm-mm. Me and this person just don't vibe well. Yeah. Oh. It's like cilantro. Some people can't stand <laughs> it, and some people absolutely love it. And that's literally like a biological thing. Did you know that? Yeah, because like sometimes it tastes like <laughs> soap to people, yeah. depending on their taste buds. Yeah. So, and that has nothing to do with like who they are as people or who cilantro is as people. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I love cilantro, but if it tasted like soap to me, of course I would hate it. Well, and I like it too. Be- well, I love cilantro, but um, <laughs> just the whole flavor aspect because it doesn't mean it's bad, which doesn't make it a negative thing. Mm-hmm. So you can be, f- you can be close, or you can be respectful to people that you don't like, that you don't vibe with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm currently working with a couple of people who I'm just like we don't vibe. Mm-hmm. Like if we were in the situation, we'd never be friends. We're not going to go out and get coffee together. We're not going to spend more time than we need to. We're here, mm-hmm. but we're working towards something greater together. That's fine. Yeah. That's what our relationship needs to be. That's totally cool. Whereas before I'm like, why doesn't this person like me? We cannot move forward. We cannot progress. If I don't get this person to like me, because yes. how am I going to work with someone who doesn't like me? Right. But now I'm just like, you don't You're need like, to do that. You don't need to like me. You, you absolutely just do need not. to work well with me. And as long it. as there's respect and we both, or all parties involved understand that we need each other to progress. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. And having met that has helped me out so much. It's like, so take that. Everybody, yeah, everybody take it. Um, getting back to Miranda. Miranda. We're only on our second girl. And we're like 76 minutes in. I know. It's I love it. <laughs> we're like, oh my God, this is going to take so little time because we've already recorded this and we're so over it. And then we just bring up 300 million. Well, things. because from the last so time we recorded great. it, we've already had a whole other lifetime experience. It's true. Um, I scratched the fuck in my face trying to make that point. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't have nails. Oh, and I, so, um, let's see. Was saying, oh, I'm trying to check my notes. So I'm so sorry. I'm like, I have notes that are that I have to remember because I like re-listened to the bad podcast and tried to make notes, and so this is so awful. So I have like Miranda. Females are protagonists, and that's where this revolution started. Representation matters, <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it! Because we were, we were like, we had a really good discussion about how. Um, these girls were like the first female protagonists and how like Wonder Woman has changed everything. We had this whole like awesome diatribe and uh, it was no great. Um, so what if we do that with every episode? We're like, Sai, we're re-recording this. The first one was amazing, <laughs> but you get the <laughs> shitty version you of it. You get the shitty version. Congratulations. That's been my whole life. Except the first episode is <laughs> me and my brain where I'm like, the concept is amazing. Let me tell you what it is. <laughs> but then the shitty episode is me trying to explain it to you and then be like, yes. Okay, well, like, if you could see it in my head, it makes more sense. It was funnier It was there. funnier right there. I'm funny up here. Yeah. Um, and then I, I don't know why, but I put on my note that I mentioned the, that I saw on Tumblr, Trixie from Drag Race, 
saying I like my coffee like I like my men, unable to like me back. Trixie's coming to me now. No. She's going to be here literally this Wednesday. No way. The day this comes the out. This Wait, come, yeah. Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. The day the this comes out, out, Trixie's going to be at the University of Nevada, Reno for the drag show. Well, there you have it. She, but she kind of freaks me out. I'm not, I'm probably not going to Is go. it the eyes? Yes. Yeah. Cause she's they, not everyone's believer. It's like anime eyes. And I just, I don't know. I would feel like it looks like staring into the soul of like Mickey Mouse or something. Do it. <laughs> From what I know about her, I think she's a cool person. She released like a folk album. I literally never heard her speak. I've never seen an episode, so I'm not judging her as a person. I'm judging her as like a face. I'll tell right Tom to send you like the top bits. Of her. <laughs> the top bits yes. that he made on his YouTube channel. <laughs> Chal would run that motherfucker. Chal would. Chal does a fantasy drag draft. That's the cutest, most butch gay thing I've ever heard. Butch gay. <laughs> Chal, you did it. You're a real boy. <laughs> but yeah, it's the. Um, it's you get points for whoever wins the challenge you get points for whoever wins the mini challenge if you're in the top three you get some points if you get to at home obviously you lose some points mm-hmm. and it's all based around that i was like this is this is fantastic we tried to do that for the season that we watched together mm. i think i won <laughs> you won yeah because i think i had my top three be in the top four and because he couldn't pick the same ones that i did mm. that means he only had one in the top three i think or the, he only had one person of his fantasy draft in the top three, so I gained more points already from that. And because my favorite person won more of the competitions, they kept getting points. I think I won. <laughs> I love I'm it. Positive I think I won. won. I know. Well, well, and then I'm trying to think of this like running gag that we have where if it's a competition about drag queens, I keep winning. The guess root board game that I made for him, we uh-huh. played three times and I kicked his ass all three times. That's beautiful. <laughs> and I was like, bruh. I don't even Bruh. like this. <laughs> I, I, but I'm winning, so I like it. I love it. That's so great. I do want to talk about Miranda, though, because mm-hmm. when she's complaining to Carrie about Steve, because after he brings up the fact that he wants to have a baby, she's like, no, mm-hmm. this is a bad time. I'm trying to do this. When are we going to do this? He's like, well, I can stay home, watch Sesame Street. And then she's like, what? And then I'm going to get home from my 14-hour work day. Yeah. Stay with the kid stay who's crying all night. night. Yeah. And then give it back to you so you guys can just relax in the morning. And then have to go to work again. Is that what your fucking plan is? Right. And he's like, well, I want a baby to have our positive atti- my positive attitude. Yeah, I hope but- our baby inherits my positive attitude. And I'm like, no, but she's got a point. No, but she has a point. And that's what I liked. Because later on when she's complaining about Steve to Carrie, which is one of the things that I know that I brought up several times before on this podcast, is her complaining, complaining. But then she takes a step back and she's like, what if I'm the problem? Mm-hmm. Which she isn't. She absolutely isn't. That's no, not the point. But the, her but the, ability to think that possibly she is and to, like, take a step back and look at it is pretty adult. More and adult that's why Miranda keeps being the best person on the show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is amazing. And, like, as a lawyer, like, yeah, you have to look at both sides. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to argue, you have to understand both sides so you can see what they're going to bring up and then build a defense against that. But even she was able to look back and be like, okay, well... What if I was out of control? What if I just didn't respond appropriately? What if this, this, this? And that's something that I've had to learn because before I was just a complainer. And now I'm a complainer with solutions. So I'm going to complain. I want to have solutions. Mm-hmm. And oh, we lost in the episode too. Yeah. Um, me and my boyfriend recently went through something where he brought up a topic as a as a faint joke. But as a faint joke, like if it gets a serious response, then it's a serious thing. But if it's a joke, no mm. harm, no foul. Yeah. And I did not respond appropriately it was really really rude and then later on i was thinking like okay well this is how i wanted to phrase it i needed apologize 
and say I'm sorry and then tell him this is what I meant and it wasn't anything against you it was my points that I'm not ready or prepared to do this Mm -hmm. and then while I was thinking about it I was like you know what why not Mm -hmm. so as I was doing that I came up with a kind of a plan to see if something works out the way we wanted to this is what we could do this would be steps A, B, and C if we're both comfortable and if it doesn't work out there's a backup plan and because of that, I was able to bring it to him. Like, I am very sorry for the way I, like, answered Responded, you. Responded, yeah. It was not fair to you. It was really, really rude. This is what I meant by it. But as I was thinking of how I want to talk to you, I came up with this. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? Yep. And I um, had kind of a similar thing when a company that I worked for decided to switch over from the regular, um, like, a regular kind of dynamic, like, structure where it's like boss and then manager and that kind of thing to a a program called Holacracy. And what? It's called Holacracy. Everyone can look it up. Um, How do you spell it? Ola crazy. (laughs) 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 That's how you you spell it. Um, Without the Z though. Um, But it's one one of the interesting points that I pulled from it and tried to kind of take in my daily life is that that if somebody presents an idea you have to sit and consider it as if you had all of the money and all of the time in the world to accomplish it and what would you do and so you get all of your ideas out and then you go well i mean we could technically do this with less money and with less time like we and it's a great way to think of any possibility and it helped me a lot because I was like that too where somebody would bring me something and be like how about we do this and I'm like no mm-hmm. absolutely not I'm not even going to talk about it no it's not going to work fuck you <laughs> and like and now I'm just like alright well how would you accomplish it I like that I love it and I think that's such a positive way to answer a question and get solutions is how would you accomplish it mm-hmm. how would you solve this problem Yep. if you had unlimited resources cool now, with what you were given, how can you accomplish that with the resources you have? Mm-hmm. And I had um, a a date like years ago, like one date uh, with this guy who was a crisis counselor, and he and I thought that he was gonna have like so many like interesting stories that I was just like, f yeah, like let's do this. Um, I just want like no, it was like that would be so like that's a just really good stories. I'm a writer, I like stories. Um, and he didn't actually, as it turned out. Um, but he did um, have this really interesting thing. As I was talking about a friend, and I was just like, it kind of explaining like certain things to him, and he was like, "Yeah, that guy sounds like a narcissist." And I'm like, "How do you deal with that, though? How do you deal with people that are narcissists like that?" Because he kept coming to me with like the same problems, and I kept trying to like offer him solutions, and I just want to help, but I can't. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, "Well, what you need to do is you need to say." What are you going to do about that? Put it all back on him to figure it out. And because like, a person who is a narcissist would want to hear that. Because they're like, what can I do? Well, it makes them at least think that they have control over it. Though, <sighs> instead of trying continuously to help them and banging your head up against the wall. Oh, that's gorgeous. And I'm like, that's the best advice ever. And I actually, like, um, like last, like, a couple maybe like six eight months ago um reached out to him again and had like one little like mini date just to like catch up on on him and he seems like he's really cool like i'm not interested in him romantically or anything but like he just has so many interesting things to talk about and it's so nice having a 
conversation outside of a podcast that like you can really dig deep into yes so it's cool but i really liked that i thought that was interesting advice i want to throw out to america america Um, so what happens with miranda um so miranda agrees to getting a puppy with steve and she's stressed out and they're not communicating correctly as a couple and she ends up staying up like one night with the puppy i think and just loses her damn mind and breaks up with him the fact that they got a damn puppy to begin with is annoying yes but also puppies i we did this we did this we did this already yeah no i just i don't think it was a good idea for them to get a puppy at all that's not what you should be doing especially not a puppy like maybe an old dog like go to the a go to fish. the pound and get an old dog. A fish. Yeah. Uh, something that's gonna die fast. <sighs> I mean, an old anything's gonna die fast. But like, you don't know. Some of those motherfuckers are troopers. And she does have a cat already. Does she? Yeah. Doesn't she have a cat? I haven't seen a cat. I feel like she has a cat. I feel like she's the kind of person who would have a cat, but I haven't seen one. You might be right. I just don't. I don't. Yeah. I'm not a cat person, so like it doesn't. Yeah, I don't think, in my head. Yeah, I could I not tell you which one of my friends besides McKinley has a cat. Fair enough. Um, but anyways, she she doesn't want to stay up with him. They break up. I don't think that it's the right thing to do. I think they need to talk about it. Yes, and need to communicate because yes, everyone was wrong. Steve was being a dickhead and wanting to be a you know like wanting to have a kid or wanting to have something for them to share because he just wants to have fun because he's a little boy and miranda is overworked not understanding possibilities and it's stupid and they (laughs) need to just talk out their shit i keep having deja vu i know because i'm like wait wait, we we've talked about this this. yeah (laughs) and it's annoying because i'm like Okay, but did we talk about it in terms of we've already brought it up this episode? episode? Yeah. Or did I already share my thoughts, but it was the last episode that got deleted, so can I share them now? I'm going this entire emotional journey in my brain. This this episode should just be called Deja Vu, but just for us. (laughs) At that point, we're just lying. We're just like, I don't know. Um, But yeah, I definitely think Miranda needed to communicate with Steve, but... Because we had this conversation before. I also think Steve just needs to grow the fuck up. Yeah. And listen to Miranda. Miranda's letting you know she is not available. And Steve's just like, come on. Yeah. Come on. And that's, Let's and that's not a conversation. It's that's you conversation. just spreading your thoughts and then being upset when someone else doesn't reciprocate them. Yeah. That's emotionally man-spreading. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> Hot take. There it is. Hot take. There we have it. Um, so let's talk about Samantha. Let's talk about Samantha because once we're done talking about Samantha, I have a fantastic idea for a spec script for Sex and the City 3. And you thought I was going to leave it behind in the last episode? No, bitch, you fucking got me wrong. I'm going to share it with everybody. Good. Because you know what's going to happen. I, you're going to share it with everybody. I'm going to get up and get a glass of water. Oh, <laughs> Could I also get a glass of water? <laughs> yes, I will. Yeah, She's parched. She's parched. Um, so Samantha has gotten a new apartment in the meatpacking district. Ooh. Ugh, gross. I we talked about it. I know. I just got that this episode where I was just like, ew, meatpacking. I get it. Gross. Show. Gross. Um, her One of her new neighbors is this creepy old neighbor. Yes. Who's like, I don't even know. 56 years old. Maybe. He seems older to me. Didn't say his age. 
don't know. I don't think they did. Well, I think they just old. said older gentlemen. And I feel like is it is weird though. Like whenever I'm on the like dating apps and stuff, there's always this one thing where I'm just like, oh man, that guy's 35, and then there's another guy who's like 37 and he looks like he's 42, and I'm just like, what what happened with you guys? Jeans are rough, man. Like there's some people on that site where I'm just like you're lying you're lying about your age there's absolutely no way that you're 40 years old you're clearly 100 you are dropping like you're the a glittering diamond into the ocean you old old person <laughs> my director we were having all we were, all of us were having a bit and an older person was like oh yeah i'm 28 as the joke that was the joke because obviously they're a bit older mm-hmm. and our director looked at them and was like you're 28 yeah you look like a mess 28 <gasps> and i was like Ugh! and all of us just like looked around like uh, that's a that's a true story and it was gorgeous because yeah. everybody was like i know what that looks like mm-hmm. i know what that looks like they're old as fuck yeah yep, that, yep. that fits that tracks <laughs> welcome to reno everyone oh uh, oh my god it's so terrible I have, like I always go on like a huge diatribe whenever meth gets brought up because it sounds so lispy that it's just it's great to make fun of. Where meth. I'm like, meth? Are they a little messed up? I hate. <laughs> Did it. they get a little methy? I hate it. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Holy thing. Um, but so anyway, creepy old guy is hitting on Samantha, and she's like, ew, no, and then continues to get her mail where there is a menopause magazine or something which are totally like magazines that you did not ask for in your physical mailbox or the 90s equivalent of internet pop-up ads yes (laughs) fucking hilarious yes yeah they're absolutely the fucking worst and she all the girls um are synced up on their periods which charlotte is thrilled about and everybody else could give two shits about uh but samantha is late and so she's thinking oh jesus i have menopause i'm done i'm over this my life is over which like you get kind of emotionally like worried about and attached to as a woman because that's you're kind of taught and it kind of feels like intrinsically like that's your purpose your physical purpose in this life is to be able to bring a child into the world and so the second that you're not and we i know we talked about this before but like our bodies aren't meant to last as long as they do now Mm -hmm. like that's why back in the day romeo and juliet were like 13 and 16 getting together and you know like people were having entire families and dying at like 30 tops goals yeah Total goals. Total fucking goals. I want to be dead right now. <laughs> I don't know why. We could be it's, podcasting from heaven. It would be amazing. But we're not going there. Can you imagine how great the good place would be sound-wise, just quality? It would be great. Here's the thing. <laughs> You'd be in heaven. I'd be in hell. We'd have to have a Skype podcast. Oh, but you'd be the one terrible. that gets the clear microphone, and because I'm the one that's in hell, I, it's the shitty, like, cutting out, and it sounds distorted. So it's you talking fine to me, being like, oh, yeah, I think Miranda sounds really great. She's a good, she's a good, she's my favorite character. Carrie's a fucking idiot. <laughs> and only people in the medium place would be able to listen to it. I mean, that's all I need. I don't need anybody to listen to my podcast. No, they would play our hell. They would play our podcast in hell to people who just don't care about the show. 
to people who mansplain, <laughs> to all the men who are mansplaining or grope women in public, they have to listen to me and you talk about sex in the city for all of eternity. You're welcome, religion. We just solved it all. <laughs> I'll take my chick, please. You can love it. Um, so, yeah, it's weird because they don't feel like... Like, we don't feel like we have a purpose anymore. And I think it's just, like, an option getting removed from us. And I don't like not having options. Because pro-choice. Because, yeah, pro-choice. Like, I want to be able to get an abortion if I need to. I never would, but I want it there. And I think that's one thing that, like, people don't understand about, like, being pro-choice. It's not like, yeah, everybody wanted, like, an abortion for you, an abortion for you. You get no. an abortion. You get an abortion. Yeah. You get an abortion. It's, it's, no, it's, the it's about the options choice. and the resources are there. Yeah. Should you choose to, mm-hmm. you can have it do it be done in a nice, safe, positive way that's not yeah. going to hopefully leave harming effects yeah my body my decision it's gonna be great and yeah so so uh let's see and i think that there's an element of that that really resonates with women Mm -hmm. in the sense that like i think that's why everybody when this first came out was like i'm a carrie i'm a samantha because that little thing about samantha who's a strong independent ass woman is able to be upset about the fact that she's going through menopause and drying up and can't have children, even though she doesn't want children like that, that resonated, I think so much with people that that's why this show was successful, even though it's slightly garbage. Our, my director listens to this now, which is amazing. And I didn't know that. And then it was a conversation we had with everyone at theater, which is a weird place. Cause they don't ever like acknowledging any of my work done in front of people who are not a part of it or like close to me Mm -hmm. but then he was like don't ever disrespect sex in the city because someone else was like oh yeah sex in the city that garbage show and I was like yeah no for sure and he was like turn around he's like don't ever disrespect that show for it's time did this is this and we're like no that's the way we do it we talk about its flaws but it's ideas and themes and things it brings up are super important and still relevant today Mm -hmm. so that's why we go through and we're like what's the difference like between then and now Mm -hmm. and he's like oh hell yeah and I was like you're welcome, world. Yeah. So welcome to the podcast, it's, new listener. It's <laughs> it's complaining with solutions. <laughs> it is. Which is what we do best. Boom. Done. <laughs> Boom. Clapped out of my thighs. Here's a thing mm-hmm. that I brought up and you gave me an answer and then I took it and I'm still not content with it. So I'm going to bring it back. Okay. I still don't fucking get. There's a scene where they're all, all four of the girls are in the bath- bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then Samantha brings them all in together. And she's like, girls, I have a confession. Hmm. I'm a bit older than you all. Yes. And me having known the entire history of Sex in the City, not the entire history, but like watching yeah. it retrospectively, I'm like, yeah, we know she's old, right? Like that's not. See, and I think that that's just, a, it is, it's just an intrinsic thing with uh, women that we always want to be seen as younger than we are once we hit a certain age of course right like when i was 13 i did not want to be mistaken for a 10 year old no you did not know because you're a damn adult and you know what's going on in the world i was but yeah so i think that once we reach like i think i feel like maybe it's like 21 Mm -hmm. is when we start to kind of be like no but i mean why you have to card me because i'm young looking and like i legitimately i will I will be upset if I 
like get carded somewhere or like something like that and like I'll try different tactics I'm not even gonna lie like I'm gonna be like well do my glasses make me look younger is it without my glasses what if I have my hair up what if I have my hair up with the glasses will they card me then like it just it's this whole stupid thing and so I think that Samantha absolutely believed that she was fooling everyone because she does look to be only a little bit older Older. than the girls but she's pretty significantly older i think at least 10 years i think it's 10 years but i think that as a woman we try to like pretend right and so i think that she probably was like oh the girls probably think i'm just like one or two years older and i did have a story that i told before but i'm gonna tell it again about um (laughs) take a shot every single time we're like we've talked about this already but i'm gonna tell you again right and but we we have um a mutual friend caitlin who she and i will be having discussions and and something will come up like buffy like a bunch of us are gonna get together and do like a rewatch or not a rewatch but like an actual full-on watch for some people because they haven't seen it and i'm like oh no that's important like that's Absolutely, like I could write a dissertation on how important Buffy is, and she was like, "Yeah, my my parents wouldn't let me watch it." And I'm like, "Your, what do you mean your parents wouldn't let you watch it? Weren't you like Buffy's age when you could? God damn it, I keep forgetting how young you are." And she looks at me like, "What are you?" Shit, I forgot we're not the same age. <laughs> like we we will have these conversations almost like every other time we see each other where something will come up like pop culture wise and I'll be like yeah like when this happened and she's like what and we'll both get this realization look on our faces like oh Um, we're not peers that's embarrassing um, (laughs) well that was just the weirdest thing to me because in a tight circle like that like I understand you're knowing but not being like 100% aware of it all the time because mm-hmm. it, it's not your friendship isn't around age right it's well, about and, these other things yeah and that's like and it's the same thing like Caitlin and I you know like I said it doesn't happen like all the time like right. every other time there'll be like a slight wait what but if we were if we were both a little bit older like the same age as like Sex and the City characters and it was like me and her like we well, like I, I think that we look fairly similar in age. Uh, clearly, we're not. And I actually, this is funny because I just, um, I had friend of the podcast, my friend Hannah, um, over last night, and I was talking to her about how my, like, my physique is totally, like, full grown gorilla, essentially. Like, I'm the same height, and I just have shorter arms, but, like, the same length of leg. I actually added this to my stand-up that I'll never perform about how this is, like, legit. Like, women's, it's all about, like, detracting from things and not, like, like adding to things. I'm not kidding, so why? You're gonna die. Joe's dying. But no, for real, like I'm, I am built like a like a gorilla. It's embarrassing. Um, but I, like one of the the guys that I really, really, really rarely date. Like we see each other like maybe every four months or something. Um, he's always like, "What are you like? You're always like into a room like boobs first. What's with you? It's like boobs this, boobs that. They're like always in my face. And I'm like, listen, this is just where they live. There's nothing else I can do about that. This is just where they are." 
But in my head, my girl head, I'm thinking, yeah, but you didn't notice how I was built like a gorilla, did you? You just noticed good boobs, so. Did my worked job. Worked it. <laughs> well, this thing is just so weird to me because even your circumstance where you're like, oh, I'm not aware all the time of the age, you still know their age. Whereas this, it was presented like the girls don't know each other's ages or that uh, Samantha has been lying. Because even like my close knit of friends, like, yeah, I'm not always aware the age isn't the most important issue, but I know when everyone's birthday is. I know when everyone's, well, to an extent, I write it down. So I don't remember later <laughs> but I am fairly aware, like, oh, this person's around 32, 33. This person's around 26, 27. This person's around here. Mm-hmm. So I know, but I'm not having to be aware. Whereas this one, it's like, I have an announcement to make. I'm a little bit older than you guys. Right, because she's deluded and she thinks that they don't think about that, but they know. And so I th- I feel like the look on their faces says it all, where they're like, oh, pumpkin, who did you <laughs> no. think you were fooling? It was just weird. It was a weird <laughs> scene for me. <laughs> all right, well, let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Let's, okay. uh, so listen to this, everybody. Spec script for Sex in the City 3. Your, your mind is about <laughs> to be blown. <laughs> so... When we were talking about it previously, I was going through, we were going through this entire situation, why it mattered that she was older, her going through menopause, all these weird things she was suffering from, how dumb all these girls were, in a non-sexist way, uh, <laughs> how dumb all these characters were, and I was coming up with a spec script where I'm like, you know what? Samantha's a witch. Samantha is a damn witch, and she feeds off of drama, because she likes these girls, so she could always steal their youth. But she's not going to do that because she cares about these girls. But she needs something, so she's going to feed off their drama. So in Sex and the City 3, it is found out that she's a witch. And she has been the author of all these girls' bad experiences. She gives them all shitty advice. She pretends to be this kind of like hoity-toity person so that they can all be influenced in a certain way to create problems for themselves so that every time they go back in to the girl group and talk about their issues... Samantha feeds off that drama. So every time Charlotte's like, I don't know why he didn't like me and this, this, this. And Samantha's like, oh, honey, you need to sleep with him. Because she knows that Charlotte's not going to do it. But Charlotte's just going to think negatively of herself and come back with that negative attitude. And Samantha's going to feed off of it. It's what keeps her young. So in Sex in the City 3, Coven, it's going to be all these girls trying to figure that out. But trying to create a solution so that all of the girls can get their shit together. Uh, Samantha gets to stay alive because she's a 300-year-old warlock. Samantha still needs something, though, but she can't be attacking or feeding off of negativity. So it's their quest to figure out how she can stay alive and work it in a good way that's not bad for anybody else. It's going to be fucking lit. I already started writing a couple of pages and some scenes. There's an outline, and I have a cast. It's going to be the main four girls who are all Caucasian but featuring, like, an all-ethnic cast because you need it. You're going to have Angela Bassett. You're going to have Alfred Woodard. Who else are we going to put in here? Tay Tiggs. Why not? Yeah. Now we have to spice it up. Now we have to spice it up. <laughs> Rosie Perez is going to be in it. Of course. I love Rosie Perez. Because Rosie Perez can be in anything. Priyanka Chopra is going to be in it. <laughs> I love Priyanka. Don't fucking look at me like that. I love Priyanka Chopra. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about um, Rosie Perez's mention in <laughs> Veronica Mars. <laughs> Happy birthday, Lauren. <laughs> but it's going to be a fantastic spec script. You guys aren't even fucking ready. I was telling people about it today because we're writing Get Out 2, Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo. Electric Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> it's also dumb, but we were all on some vapors or something because we were talking about 
a scary movie that's not a scary movie and it's just people trapped in a car with buffalo all around them and the buffalo aren't causing a threat they're just there and they're not moving but they can't move so they're stuck in the car and then we're just talking about it it's like but it's all social social commentary yeah it's all a metaphor for something and we're like wait shut up and just get out too <laughs> just get out and that's too. how we get famous and we're like it's the original cast the two survivors from the first movie are driving off after their escape yes. and they just get stuck in a field with damn buffalo and it's them just reminiscing about all their experiences and what it all means oh and the threat God. being there and they're not threatening but that doesn't mean you're not threatened take a meeting with peel right now <laughs> boom and we created it and then i was like it's gonna be great i'm gonna write my spec script for sex and city three and then i'm getting into this i love it this is what i do and like the way you were like i like watching you formulate because you're just in your own space they got to witness that but while i was like munching down on some ham <laughs> and I was like, let me tell you about this thing anyways here's this 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 <laughs> And it was great. And then we got a beautiful four-bedroom four via in Vallejo. Is it Vallejo or Valley Joe? How it's do you pronounce not, it? Vallejo. Vallejo. <laughs> I, I, I will legitimately make uh, the one person that I know in Vallejo listen to this podcast just for this. You're not making them listen to it already? Well, I think he's kind of busy. He has like a bazillion kids and yeah. Oh, that's a lot of kids. That's a lot. That's He's a lot a of kids. A bazillion more than this. Every, every time I like go back on his Facebook, I'm like, your wife is pregnant. You know how this works, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are you Mormon or something? <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. And then at the end of this story in this episode, uh, what's her name? Samantha. Samantha mm-hmm. hooks up with that nasty old guy. Yeah. Because she's like, well, I'm old now. I can't fuck any young people anymore because I'm ugly and disgusting and old. No one wants to care about me. Mm-hmm. And he's giving it to her. And poor guy is going to town. And Samantha's like, I don't. None of this is good. And huh. then he looks down and, like, notices he's covered in blood because mm-hmm. Samantha got a period. And Samantha is fucking ecstatic. She's over the moon. And this guy's like, you ruined my sheets. These are expensive. What are like, $1,000 sheets? My bad. <laughs> sorry, it's just it's really hitting. Like, yeah. The... <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I just get excited. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I for your you. eardrums, everybody. <laughs> but Samantha has her period. She's like, you know what? I don't need this. And your ugly old man, wrinkly dick. Bye. Gotta go. Yeah, it's fantastic. So then we come to Carrie. I mean, by default. By default. <laughs> Not by choice. You know, it's fine. What happens um, to Carrie? So Carrie is uh, living her best life. Is she? In bed oh. with Aiden. That's fair. It's like a little New York. <laughs> yeah, and they have their own little New York, and it's super cute. Um, she has to go to some wacky-ass boat party where she wants to wear this certain dress, but she keeps going to the laundry place, dry cleaner place, and um, and missing it. Like, And it's like, you know when they're open, right? Like, And they go to deal? brunch three times in this, di- three times in this damn episode. <laughs> And at no point she's like, oh, maybe I can just arrive a little bit late to this and go get my damn dress. No, she's a fucking idiot. She blames the dry cleaners. That's not yeah. how it works. Yeah. So that, and that, that really bothers me. I'm like, you know when they're open. You know when they're open. Yeah. Like you, you have it. You have the magnet on your fridge. You know, like what's wrong with you? And if you can't handle having couture that needs to be laundered like that, then maybe you should just go to Kohl's and get yourself a little cotton dress and just call it a day. Like, stop but it. you can't shove that in anybody's face. She's never going to go to Kohl's. No, she's not going to. But then, like, get your sh- shit together. Get one of your friends to go. Yeah. Have some- Aiden pick it up. Right? Somebody. Steve would do it. Absolutely. Steve has nothing else to do. Yeah. She's would- watching Scooby-Doo. Exactly. He's watching Scooby-Doo. Um, so- the crossover episode was Supernatural. <laughs> 
Um, that yeah. So she goes to this boat party. Aiden's like, "Do you mind if I not go to this boat party?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm me too." <laughs> I don't want Hashtag me too. I don't want to go. Me too. I don't want to go to this boat party. Um, that doesn't seem fun. But there's a thing that bothers me about it is that she's totally like, yeah, no, totally, yeah, just go ahead and just yeah, stay on dry land, and I, it bothers me because any other episode, Carrie would be livid that he didn't want to come out with her. Like, there's a she part, have a whole monologue about it. There's a part in um, one of the movies where Big is just like, we've been out like three times this week. Like, can we just have like a night in? And she's like, no, I want to have fun. Why are you like this? Woo. Like, exactly that tone. It's really weird. <laughs> that was a spot on impression. I thought she was here. I thought Sarah Jessica Parker was in this room. She's in the room. Is Tommy and Hayden, Thomas Hayden with you? <laughs> Divorce. Mm. One of my yeah. friends, who's not my friend, but we're friends. Mm. He's a writer for Bloody Disgusting. He's the only person who champions that show. So all I know about the show I got from him. I watched the first two episodes and I couldn't concentrate on it. I'd really tried. That's what they said. And I'm like, I just I couldn't do it. Shout out to Tracy Thurman. Sorry. <laughs> Is that his last name? What if I'm an asshole? I think that's his name. I've been no. seeing his name since I was like 12. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes on the boat um, where she has to listen to the meet cute between Trey and Charlotte a million times. Um, and then randomly runs into Big. Ooh. And now she's stuck on a boat with him for however many hours. That's why I don't do boats. There's no exit strategies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me and Sean talked about that. He's like, do you ever want to go on a cruise? I was like, no. One, Never. it's not fun. Two, I can't leave. Mm-hmm. He's like, what? I was like, I can't leave. leave. Yeah. Anything that I go to, I need to be... Like, when you go on an airplane, they're like, notice where your emergency exits are. That's me in any given situation. I'm like, how can I leave? Mm-hmm. Cool. And on a boat, you can't leave. No, you can't leave. And I don't like that either. Um, I'm glad. Hot take. <laughs> hot take. <laughs> so, yeah, so she she's really awkward about it. And she's just like, oh, yeah, hi, nice to see you. And, like, runs off to, like, grab a crab cake or whatever. And, like, he's going to, okay. Like, you're going to see him again. You're on a boat. You're on a small boat. No, I mean, not a small boat. She's on a bigger boat. A ship. I don't know. It's not. I don't know that. I don't. Big. I don't know nautical things. He's. They're gonna run into each other again. I know naughty, <laughs> cool things. Naughty, cool things. Um. So. I explained to someone what docking was today. What? What was docking? docking? Yeah. Like, like literal docking, or are you talking about like a sexual position that I don't know about? Like. Okay, I'm gonna form you too. Okay. So when one penis has foreskin and the other penis don't. You put your tips together, and then you stretch penis A's foreskin over penis B's tip, and that's docking. That's I know so naughty millennial. cold I things. I love it. It's a shared space. <laughs> I love it. You're running out your two-car garage. <laughs> that's the cutest goddamn thing I've ever heard. You're so welcome. And it's also docking like your boat. That's why it's like similar. That's see, why I, I said naughty cool things I know mm-hmm. about. But that's actual fair. ships, I can't tell you. Yeah, see, I would I think about it more in the, like sense of like cords like docking station oh oh tech nerd yeah i I thought of it she gets a new microphone and suddenly she's a tech whiz (laughs) i was like look look at all the knobs (laughs) you were you were so excited i I was was here for it yeah i was very excited i love that's where your passions that's i was interested in i could hold a conversation about your passions i love look at this knob this is bi-directional this is multi-directional this is it is a fully sexual microphone <laughs> <laughs> it's a pansexual microphone it's a pansexual microphone oh 
That's beautiful. God damn, we are fucking progressing. We are the progress that this world needs. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so he obviously catches up to her because small goddamn boat. And he's like, "What? Where was, are you gonna go, where Carrie? Where are you gonna go?" And he's like, "Uh, what was that about?" And she was just like, "More awkward. I gotta go." <laughs> Literally. I wish you guys would have been able to see Paige's face. I can't wait until we get a deal with full screen, so we have. A podcast that you could view or listen to. Oh my god! And if you view it, you get a week in advance because they're gonna put up in a nice little desk, <laughs> and they're gonna see all of our reaction, all of our garbageness. I have, um, I have an end goal of in about a year having saved up enough money to get a house, and I want that house to have one spare bedroom that is going to be our studio. Can your studio goals. doesn't include, include me and you on a lazy boy. Yes. Leaning all the way back, looking across the room at each other, but then microphones on a personal stance so that they're right in our face. Yes. And then yeah. me apologizing because every time I get excited, I'm going to lean forward and butt my head against it and be like, sorry, listeners. See, yours is going to be like right in front of your face, but I'm going to have it on like a little like pulley system <laughs> so that every time you get excited, I can pull it from my side of the room and it just goes <laughs> out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I have this worked out. <laughs> but anyway, yes. so she just gets awkward with him, leaves again. Um, and my question was, like, would a guy ever do this? Like, if you're stuck on a boat with somebody and they clearly don't want to be around you, would you follow them around the boat? You think guys can take hints? Fair. But you th- also... You think... You think... You thought. You think <laughs> that guys are going to take no for an answer ever in their whole lives. <laughs> You think guys are going to try to fix a situation? You guys think... You, you think that guys don't want to share their opinions about certain things and be like, let me tell you why you running away is disrespectful to me. I'm going to tell you. I mean, are they, though? Or yeah. Or are they just like, okay, I'm going to go have a drink. I don't... Like, I just can't imagine... No, you only do that with someone you're in a relationship with. It's If it's a complete stranger and she's a woman and she's pretty, you're going to follow her until she cares about what you say. Mm. That's creepy and i think you guys should rethink that don't look at me i'm not part of that i'm not part of that (laughs) someone was like i think they feel uncomfortable with men there and they were looking at me and one of the person was like uh don't lend me to that group i am a man by the minimalist definition in terms of only my i I associate myself as a male (laughs) and that's it that's it (laughs) and that i identify as a male and i'm an adult so you think i'm a man and those are the two defining characteristics that you need to qualify but I am not a man. <laughs> I will never wear sandals with socks. Best believe. And that's a man quality. Thank you so much. I'm doing the Lord's work. Let me <laughs> you tell you are. more about feminists. <laughs> Mansplain to me how you're helping us. <laughs> I can't wait till I evolve into a queer feminist instead of a gay feminist. Because queer feminists know their place. And gay feminists will, let me tell you why I'm a feminist. <laughs> Shut up, woman. I'm speaking to you about why feminism matters and female issues matter. I know more about this. Shut up. Like those people that, um, that, that recover from a tiny bit of cancer <sighs> and then go full pink warrior on everyone for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Those people. Yeah. 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 Those people. All right. Well, now that we've dragged everyone in the entire community. <laughs> we have dragged men, women, ethnics, Caucasians, people with cancer, people, people without with cancer, people with kids, people yeah. with dogs. Mm-hmm. Kamagoklet. Kamagoklet. <laughs> Witches. <laughs> so if you want to hear more on our hate podcast, where will they find the show? <laughs> you can find us in hell. <laughs> <You're> toasty. <laughs> But until then, you can find us at 
<laughs> we swear on Chanel on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can also find us or you can email us at I can help a podcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook. I Facebook. Help I always podcast. forget that one. That yeah. one doesn't have a handle. That was just a name. Well, because you would just search for it on Facebook. And so it's not as fun to be like Facebook.com backslash I couldn't help a podcast. Which is our website, Be the Dubs. Yeah. I mean, fair. Yeah. Right. But like, you don't say it that way when it comes to Facebook. Right, you don't. You, you, don't. Like, you can just search this name on Facebook. Right, you just say Facebook at I Couldn't Help Podcast. Like, yeah. Or search on Facebook <laughs> I Couldn't Help Podcast. <laughs> more complicated and so dumber stupid. than it needs to be. You um, can find me personally at Joe uh, BB uh, <laughs> on Twitter, JDMonty25 on Twitter? No. No. No? Are you petty? You're petty. That's Prince, my. You're Petty Prince Jr. Yeah. On, on Instagram. Yeah, and JD Monty 25 is like my username for a bunch of things. But <laughs> and like his not password is uppercase B. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> my social. <laughs> Your social. It's 530. <laughs> I'm also on Letterboxd. You can look me up, JD Monty 25 or Jody Montalongo. <laughs> oh, I changed my name. I decided my new name is Johannes Daniel Montalongo in honor of the director of The Strangers 2, Pray at Night, Johannes, Johannes. whatever his last name is. <laughs> and love that movie. Recommend it to everybody. It's 80 synth pop fog, Christine Realness. Yes. And if you wanted <laughs> to follow me, I don't know why you would, but um, I am at Paige Clarno on... Uh, Twitter, and I'm uh, Paige in Reno Land on Instagram, and that's pretty much all that I have to offer you in the way of social media. If you wanted to share with me your conspiracy theories about Samantha being a witch, <laughs> or where you would like to see Sex and City take place except in space, a crossover between Sex and City and Fast and the Furious, you're right, that's the script that we need. That's the Boom. One. That's in the space. One. It's one that America needs. The world, some would say. <laughs> um, and if you had, if you wanted to comment on your butt or our butts in any way, shape, or form, you can email us. And you should definitely look us up on the internet because we're going to be asking questions and we need to add comments, especially about buttholes. Yes. Butts. And all kinds of things. And what was our question for this week? I already forgot it. Nah, we'll listen to it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out in post. fine. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Sorry that we lost a great episode, but you got another good episode in the meantime. Yeah, so good for you guys. Um, And until next time, always wear a condom. Be. It's not stopping. It's not stopping.